I, uh, I neglected to mention uh, Sister Melba. Uh, you all are aware of her uh, situation and all, but she texted and said that she's watching this morning. She's watching the song service, and, and so I still have to watch what I say because she's watching. Uh, so pray, continue to pray for her. We, uh, we miss her. Um, I, I'm going to go to Psalm 77 uh, this morning. <clears throat> this 77th Psalm is, is one of several, uh, if I remember right, maybe about six Psalms or so. Says uh, it says to the chief musician, but then it says a psalm of Asaph, a psalm of Asaph. Uh, now, whether or not Asaph is the writer of this, or he is the transcriber of this, because I've seen where it will translate that a psalm for Asaph. But it is the inspired word of God. Uh, And it now, so it, but, and, and, and this psalm, as many of the others in here, the psalmist uh, writes, it, it has some deep feelings. Uh, It has uh, some lessons in it for us. And uh, so, I, I try and I like to have a picture, certainly I, even I, I think of the New Testament in, in the Acts of the Apostles and, and other books where we know who the writer is and, and the, the scenario, where geographically they are and stuff. Some of the minor prophets are that. Some of them, they don't, they don't say a word. We don't have a clue who these guys are. Uh, others will tell exactly. We can pinpoint a date. Uh, day and time and, and so forth, the kings and, and all. But that, that doesn't matter when it comes to it. You have to just let that go. Uh, so I want to get some thoughts out of this. Uh, I, uh, and I thought about not mentioning, but I did preach. I started here yesterday and went to some other verses of Scripture and all. And, and you find, I don't know if all ministers, when they sit down, they, they realize. I know that some have said, you know, I sat down and I, I left out the clincher. The one that just would have wrapped everything up and all. I see some nodding, uh, nodding head, at least one. And, uh, and, and that happens. Or just, I mean, complete thoughts throughout it. And so I, I hope to, and, and uh, you know, some situations were thrown up. They didn't preach any, uh, they did not ever preach three preachers. Brother Mark didn't over there at Snyder. They preach only two. But sometimes you're thrown up in the middle or end of three preachers and you get, you know, there's time constraints. I know we shouldn't watch the clock, but uh, we should. <laughs> and, uh, and we do. But anyway, so, uh, so I've got plenty of time today. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to scare you. I, he says, he begins the 77th Psalm. I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice. I believe it was with his voice. <laughs> it was with his voice. Audibly, I'm thinking. When I read in God's Word of someone having a, a vision, they see Someone, something, you know, and they have that that vision. A vision came, 
uh, to Peter, the apostle Peter and so forth and others and all. I don't doubt that. I never had that. But I can say that I've been in that uh, dire enough situation to where I audibly talked to God. I spoke to him with my, I cried out with my voice. I spoke to him. You can do that. I shouldn't care if anyone's around. Now, do I look around? Well, make sure no one's, you know, around and all. I don't want to scare anybody and all. But I, I speak to him with my voice. Can he hear me and my prayers if I just keep that to myself? Yes, he can. I tell you what, he knows what we need before we ask, before we even ask. Uh, but he, so he cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. That's good. God, he, he acknowledges God heard him. He's hearing his prayer here. Uh, in, in the day of my trouble, in the day of my trouble, so he's having some trouble. If you just pick this psalm out of, because some of these you can say, oh, and as far as King David's concerned, he, his life is in danger or something like that. And so you kind of know what he's, he, what trouble it is uh, and all. But it, 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 it doesn't matter for my, my uh, sermon today. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. Uh, certainly that's a, that's a lesson. I, I shouldn't have to go along each person. Say, okay, when, in your day of trouble, do you seek the Lord? Sometimes my human nature is not wanting me to. Well, and, and sometimes I'm fearful for what the will of God will have for me. I've, I've, I've expressed that to y'all before. That, uh, well, do I want to seek the Lord in this? Well, maybe I can take care of this the way I think it should be handled. That's never going to work out. Now, that's not my. That's my experience that it never works works out. If he blesses us to handle that in a certain way, certainly. Uh, then he says, uh, "My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My sore ran in the night. S O R E. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. Uh, now, just reading that." Uh, my first thought is, what in the, in the world is that talking about? Now, sore, and, and I think of a sore like a wound of some sort, but that's not what this is. That is a hand. It is an open hand. And then to run, uh, see, my sore ran in the night. It flowed. He stretched out as he spoke with his voice to the God Almighty. He stretched out with open hand. And that flowed and stretched out unto God. I, I've, been, I've experienced this uh, where I, had, I wanted to implore God uh, uh, that he would have mercy. Maybe even at this point. And maybe at this point, the psalmist, he, he, he knows what, he knows what trouble he's, he's experiencing. He knows what he, uh, he needs to pray for specifically. Uh, I pray specific prayers all the time, uh, for others and for myself. Uh, but some of you get to the point, like, I just don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do in this. Uh, and so, uh, uh, you just throw, you stretch your hand, your open hands up to God and, uh, it just pours out, pours out. That's what that, uh, word ran means there. In the night. And then he speaks of this again in a moment, but in the night. 
What I have experienced in my life, and I don't know if y'all are the same way, uh, but uh, is that uh, some of the worst times, and, and Sister Betty mentioned, you know, I asked, you know, were they able to get sleep and all. They, they got home a, a little late for me, at least last night, uh, from the hospital, from her granddaughter, seeing her granddaughter and, and all. But uh, are y'all getting sleep and getting rest? I mean, when you're thinking about stuff, with me, night usually, nighttime is the worst. Gets quiet, and you're laying laying there. You maybe don't want to wake someone else up, or or uh, but and, and which which we should. We should speak, share these things. But and then I think of uh, I wake I usually wake up early in the morning, uh, and. Uh, I begin to think. The wheels turn. And I worry about everything. I just worry about everything. Finally, yeah, I might, I might as well just get up. <laughs> this morning I felt bad. I talked to some, like I said, I talked to Brother Jim some on the phone yesterday. And then I got home late last night, so I didn't want to call and didn't know what time to go. Well, then I waited till about 7.40 this morning. I called Brother Jim, woke him up. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I know he was tired, but he didn't. He didn't mind. He didn't even say anything about it. But I. But anyway, but that's nighttime. You lay there and you worry about these things. And when I say everything, I mean everything. I go through the gamut of concerns: job, m- money, family, church, just all of them. Uh, so he, it's nighttime. So it ran in the night. It flowed and, and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Refused to be comforted. I, I, and I, again, I, 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 thoughts I have is I'm praying to God. He hears my prayer. He acknowledged that. And uh, I would think, oh, I recognize the comfort of God when I see it, when I feel it and all. And so I would... I think I would welcome that. But in saying that, I've done that. I have refused comfort from God. No, I'm not quite quite ready, I guess, to get get be relieved of this or squirm out of it and all. I'm, uh, you know, uh, uh, and for, for whatever reason, my soul refused to be comforted. And others may have had other thoughts. All I can do is tell you mine on these things. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. And that doesn't mean when I hear complain, I think of someone complaining. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't like this. I don't like that. Uh, I think a lot of times at work, you know, this happens. Everyone's, you know, are expressing themselves over things. That's not what this means about complaining as we see. He mused. He meditated upon this. He thought about it, reckoned it, considered it. Uh, I complained and my spirit, lowercase says, my spirit was overwhelmed, Selah. A spirit was overwhelmed. And that's, that's what I'm going to talk about today. I think it's, I think it's, at least from my perspective, it's needful to talk about those situations. I don't think that uh, not taken taken a poll, but I don't think I'm the only one whose spirit has been overwhelmed in my life. Mm-hmm. 
I know some that are going through things now. And that, ha- that has an effect. We'll see that. And that's scriptural uh, there. And it's not, you know, it's not, it's not self-pity. It's not, you're going through something. You're afflicted. You're afflicted with something. And you need help in time of trouble. We, we know where to go to Jesus Christ. We certainly know where to go to ask the prayers of our brothers and sisters, those who have been redeemed by the same Redeemer and Savior that we have been redeemed and saved by, and that's Jesus Christ. We know where to go. We share those things one with another. Says, so he says here, Thou holdest mine eyes waking. He's awake. He's laying there trying to sleep. Thou holdest my eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Well, he just said he, he uh, cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, but now he, he can't even speak. He doesn't have the words. Uh, I... I have you ever been in that situation where, what do I even pray for? What, what words? What do I ask of God? And then I have been in the case where I, where in this, where it says that I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. I simply say, God, thy will be done. Thy will be done. And I'll remind you that and I hope that you've had these experiences as well, that once I say that, either that help, that uh, comfort comes immediately, immediately, or it comes later in the day, the next day, three years from then, whenever it is. Or I realize it three years from then. I look back and I see, well, he did. He, he did send that. I didn't even see it. And I, I, I try, I try to get better in trying to search for that so that I can thank God, glorify God, and He delights in that. He does not want it. He wants for nothing, but He delights in that. When we acknowledge that of Him, now, we wouldn't, again, we would not be praying. He wouldn't be praying. Did he not believe that God could answer the prayer and relieve him of this trouble and this affliction? And so we do. Uh, I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. He's thought about that. I do that, and and many times I end up in an even worse shape emotionally because then I start thinking about the people, some people that we talk about that are gone. You're, you know, I think about your dad, Brother Elder Bernard, Goins and and so many others of of these other generations and all that uh, that uh, I that I remember talking about when they were younger and maybe first ordained either as a deacon or into the ministry or they're 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 faithful members to the of the church and so forth and they're talking about. Uh, and then pretty soon they grow older and they, they realize, oh, we used to have old brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, and they were the old ones, and we just kind of followed on. Now we're those people. And, and I look and I see that so many of these 
are in basking in the love of God, I will say. I, oh, I long for that. So they're not having these troubles. They don't have to grasp for words to pray to God because they are in his glorious presence. Uh, they're with him, uh, uh, with their Redeemer and their Savior. <clears throat> I call to remembrance my song in the night. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. He's he's into this. Uh, and I, I'm not covering this so much in each of these, but I'm not. Uh, I've got a certain point. I hope I can get across, and whatever I. Anyway, uh, will the Lord cast off forever? Will He cast off forever, and will He be favorable no more? Felt that way. Now we're getting in that because, and this goes right hand in hand with what I preached last Sunday. A uh, lot of folks were gone last Sunday, but First Peter, the uh, fifth chapter, uh, humble yourselves for God, casting all your cares upon Him, and so forth, casting all all your cares upon, and that has an effect if we don't do that. Certainly, the humility part, and then not casting our cares on Him, and 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 the these things here, being troubled. Uh, and we'll we'll focus in on this even more out, outside of Psalms in a moment. So will he cast off forever? No, it said, uh, Peter says that he uh, cast uh, casting all your cares upon him, for, for he careth for you. So he cares for us. And do we remember one thing that God doesn't change? So if he was favorable one day to you, that's not going to be gone forever. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, his kindness and his care for us, uh, he will always be there with that. Is his mercy clean, gone forever? Such a, a deep, sentence, descriptive sentence. Is it clean, gone forever? Well, no, his mercies are new every day. They're infinite. Of all those things that I have not experienced... Uh, uh, in uh, uh, in life, things that simply happen, the the physical things with your our bodies and 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 uh, losing certain uh, certain family members, a spouse, and so forth, things I have not experienced, and, and uh, going to war. I think about that, the life changing events in that. It simply everything was different after that, and. And we should appreciate and be thankful for those that sacrifice that. But um, his mercies are there. They're infinite. And I have seen those. I've experienced that. See it all the time. Uh, doth his promise fail forevermore? I think in his praying this, I think he knows the answer. He knows the answer to this. Hath God forgotten to be gracious? I would I would be kind of fearful in in with my voice saying this stuff to God. I think well he'll 
I'll show you. I think of a natural parent sometimes. I have just lost it. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're fixing to settle this and all. I think, okay, here you go. God's, that's not God. That's not God. Uh, Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Say law. Now in the 10th verse. 10th verse here. It pivots. It pivots. It changes. Uh, and I said, this is my infirmity or my affliction. So we, we hear that in his prayer so far. But, but, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Capital H of the Most High. I will remember. I have exhorted uh, this church and others to do that. You think back on the times. I try not to dwell in bad things that have happened, the trouble, the afflictions, the trials, but the deliverance from those. If that took place then, and and there's so much to consider and, and that holds this up, but... To look back and remember those things. There's been salvation. There's been deliverance in our lives. And it can happen again. When I pray, and for a moment, for an instant, as I'm wording a prayer, I think uh, either I think to myself that, uh, well, there's no way that this can take place. Or I, I never think... God cannot do this. In fact, I, I pray that I always end up there, that I know that God can do this. Will He? He has the ability. He loves us. He has mercy and grace. Uh, but I don't know the will of God and all. But, uh, but I, I, I never want to think. But, and so then, and I, and I also hope that that glorifies him, that I stop and yes, it can happen. He can do it. Look back, not just in God's words, but in your lives. And remember how he carried you through, how he delivered you from something. And, and I, I know you each experienced some of these things. And so just a couple more verses here, and then I'll go over to Proverbs. I will remember the works of the Lord. Now he's on target. Now he's on, I will remember the works of the Lord. And some of the, the yesterday, uh, and I think even Friday night, it wasn't there, but heard about it, but uh, ministers preach, but uh, they come at the, some of the physical things, and they got down into some details of what he did, even, even at the Red Sea and so forth. And all, but uh, so I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. Just man, I think about when this was was penned and and all and uh, here. But uh, uh, so I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Now, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell. I, I need to tell you all and remind you of this, of all of his works, and remind you of that in his glory. Now, let me get one more verse. 13 verses. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. 
Who is so great a God as our God? Boy, he got focused in there, didn't he? From the troubles and all this and, and can't can't go to sleep and worrying and, and all afflicted. Uh, and he ends up, uh, who is so great a God as our God? But God, oh God, uh, thy way is in the sanctuary. Holiness is what that means. That we see the holiness of God and that's where, in thy ways, and then that thy way, and that's where we need, uh, to be. Now, let's go to Proverbs 18. Uh, Proverbs 18, verse 14. This one, one proverb here. <clears throat> and there's so many that seem like just a, a, a list. Like I don't, you don't see any relationship between one proverb to the next and so forth. And, and also, I, I can take this, but this... Uh, and I can't even remember now when, week, two ago, whenever it was that I I ran across a son. I don't even remember if it was reading, seeing something, hearing somebody go to this. Uh, but it, it stuck with me. Uh, so I'll read, I'll read it. I'm going to read the first part. Proverbs 18, 14. The spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. Uh, now think about, think about what I just read, Psalm 77. And all, he was he was afflicted. He had trouble, and he's praying to God audibly, and all. Then he ends up acknowledging God, His works and His glory, and so forth. But this, and so uh, with me, and I always think I, I like to think graphically many times, and, and look at a scale and so forth. And we'll get more into that in a moment. When I finish this this fourteenth, uh, as you probably already read it, but uh, the spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. So our weaknesses, our afflictions, and troubles, and all, the spirit of man will provide. And I want to put the word typically in there. Will typically provide sustenance. Will bear up things. If I was in a troubled and afflicted situation all the all the time, uh, I couldn't handle that. It gets it gets bad. And once I build even a small affliction or trouble up into a great mountain of trouble, whether it is or not, then it's 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 bad. But otherwise, our spirit it sustains us. It gives us the sustenance we need. And I think typical days and so forth, uh, and, and all, and so it, it sustains us. So, so if we go on in this 14th verse, there's a there is a semicolon right there. So there's some punctuation. So there's a break. So I don't mind doing this, but it says, "But a wounded spirit, who can bear? A wounded spirit, who can bear? A, a wounded, broken spirit." And it, you, it's, there's just so much piled on. And uh, and so that happens. Now, uh, trying to have some semblance of organization in, in my thoughts and all, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking when this begins to happen, when I go from 
the first part of this proverb into that next. And I know, I can see it coming. I see this whole pile of stuff, these afflictions. When is it that my soul, my spirit, my spirit is wounded and, and uh, broken? How much has to be piled on there before that happens? I think all of us are, are, are different in this. I think about, now I go back and think about the, the prophets and I think about the apostles and, and all of these and, and, and the, the uh, uh, inspired writers of, of, of God's word and so forth. What about them? What had to be placed, what burdens were placed on them before they're saying, my spirit is wounded. It's, it's breaking. It's broken. Uh, so that's different. The, the other, the, the, the first part of that, the spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. Uh, so um, uh, in that, and I think about, and that's all lowercase spirit, but I think about, and, and this doesn't change for either of these. And I'll tell you what, the unregenerate or, or those that, who are not in the elect family of God, they wouldn't even be reading this anyway. It's foolishness. This is for our benefit and our learning, the child of God, the elect family of God. So this spirit of ours, so we put ourselves in this situation, I, my spirit will sustain me in my infirmity. Uh, and I think, well, what's, what state am I in? What condition am I in? Uh, let me get out of the way that, that still have this vile body that will be changed at the resurrection. But we have, uh, we, if you will, when we hit this proverb here and we're, uh, we are considering, we're musing, and we're thinking, uh, well, where am I on this? Am I burdened down? At that point, we've already, we've begun having the burden of sin removed from us. That's gone. If we, re- if we remember, if we put into remembrance those things, these things that are preached, so that's gone. That's my, my, my point today is to, uh, to strive to prayerfully, fervently, uh, uh, strive to keep from getting to that point. Sometimes, you know, you look around before you know it, bam, you're just covered with, with burdens, and there's a weight there. You feel heavy. And a lot of people say, well, that, that, that burden was removed. That problem was, has gone. I just feel so much lighter. And uh, many times physically, you even feel that way. It's just everything's better. But we start out, this burden of sin is not even there. So that's not one of them. You can put that aside. Don't, as, if I'm laying awake at night, I have never worried about that. Uh, now... Children of God all the time, I'm sure. Am I correct in this? You know, you, you, I'll tell you what, Satan will start doing. He'll start heaping things on there and, and, and burdening you. Can I, how can I possibly serve God acceptably uh, uh, when I'm troubled and afflicted with all these things, whatever it is? And y'all's are different from mine. Uh, I cannot serve him acceptably. And I'm not just talking about on Sunday morning or on Saturday when I'm at a church somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. 
uh, in West Texas, but I cannot. If I'm worried about all these things, I can't focus on that. And the times that I can tell you when I'm somewhere at a meeting or wherever, even here uh, or, or at other, uh, when we've been in other churches that I've tried to serve uh, in whatever way, and uh, I can feel I'm so distracted and chaotic in my thinking, uh, Satan would that I would completely be diverted from preaching the precious gospel of Jesus Christ and not be able to do that. And then I begin to question myself. Am I even called to preach? Uh, Do I need to just quit this Uh, and all? That is his goal. That's his goal to have you just stop. And we are not to do that. My... I'm like they said the Jews were that they got they were stiff necked and all. Uh, I bow up and and but I tell you what against Satan that's okay. Uh, you firm up and you stand uh, in the grace of God. Uh, you stand in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ and continue uh, in the face of the devil himself uh, and not quit. There have been ones that have. Uh, are, have have they, if someone's spirit is broken, like this is it, I'm done, I'm not, and in the back of your mind, well, if I'm in fact saved by the grace of God, then I still am whether I do this, this, and this or not, you know, in serving God. And so Satan will use that. Oh, it's okay. What does it matter? Nobody needs you anyway. I mean, he can he can pile on the reasons to just quit, and that's what he. Because I tell you what, uh, Satan uh, knows his time is limited. He knows that Jesus Christ was victorious. All those standing around, those that were uh, were uh, bartering with his clothing, his garments uh, of Jesus, and everything that didn't believe. Well, he he died. He died quicker than most folks did on the cross. Crucifixions took days. It was torture. It's not just nail them to the cross and then then uh, uh, they break their legs and then they're gone. No, it's days. Just to breathe, you had to lift yourself up because you were hanging there and your lungs were collapsing and all. And then they had to lift themselves up with those broken bones. This was painful. Romans, they, they perfected this torture and all. Jesus Christ, though, uh, he, he suffered there in that six hours, uh, and, and uh, he gave up the ghost because his time had come, and he completed that. And then at whatever moment, and we don't hear anything else about uh, either uh, criminal beside Jesus. We don't hear anything about that. I don't know how many hours, moments, hours, or days that they remained there. Uh, they broke their legs. They came to break the legs, and, and it was prophesied not one bone will be broken, and it wasn't. That song, uh, his body was broken for me. His body, well, he was pierced and all. He's already gone. The work had been completed there. That shows the power of God and his victory over death, hell, and the grave. Over Satan himself. He is. He is victorious. And he's given us the victory. So as our spirit feels broken and wounded. As we see that there. uh, We should begin. So that we can serve God better than here. Because of what he's done. uh, 
we should begin removing things from that pile, those burdens. Now, first, you've got to think of a half the time. I can't think of what it is. I have been in the state of, uh, I'll confess, a state of depression to where, and I feel certain in, in, in five years I've, I've shared this with you, that it's depressed, and I could not think of anything that was wrong, just nothing. And uh, also, I keep thinking they say, also in that, we should be gracious toward others. Well, they need to just pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get back in it. They have uh, they've looked at, uh, pitied themselves long enough. They have mourned the loss of someone long enough. No, we're not to say that. We're to be gracious to our brothers and sisters. God will handle that. Cast that care off of yourself to think, well, I need to tell them they need to get over this. Worst statement ever. Well, it was quote, the worst statement ever was quoted yesterday over there by someone. I can't remember who. I think it's Elder Mike Mosley. But uh, he said to say, I know, oh, I know how you feel. No, no, never. If I can even go through so many details of an experience that someone else has had, it's like, well, yeah, that happened to me. That, 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 that. Still, you don't know how they feel. Who does? Jesus Christ our, our wonderful Redeemer. He knows. He knows. And we look at what he suffered. But we remove those things so that we're not burdened down. And, and do not let Satan get hold of you. Refuse that. Follow God's work uh, here. And I don't know if I'll get there, but in Psalm 119, uh, it said that uh, he... he uh, I think Psalm 119.60, I think, where it said he moved in haste, whatever the wording is. He moved in haste uh, to the commandments, to follow the commandments of God, uh, to keep those. We need to move in haste in those situations to get out of that. And God is gracious. Even the psalmist in 77 there, he, 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 he said, yeah, he acknowledged God. Uh, so now in uh, in the just on the, on my same opening here in uh, Proverbs 17 22nd verse says a merry heart doeth good like a medicine it doeth good a joyful and rejoicing heart uh, yesterday it was one uh, of ministers defined the difference between ha- being happy and joyful and 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 all and and uh, this is joyful and rejoicing, not not just happy. Uh, doeth good like a medicine, uh, and it is. You can tell. And also, when I say when we see when someone offends me, makes me mad, we think, well, they didn't they didn't even give me the time of day. I spoke to them, and they're grumpy or grouchy, whatever it is. I don't know at what point. What point on that scale of Proverbs eighteen fourteen? Where are they? I don't know what's happened in their life, and I and, and I try to think this way. And Kathy reminds me in traffic to remember that we don't know. Maybe maybe they just lost their job, and they've got a family to support. You know, and and here I am worrying. I'm not going to get through this left turn signal or something. You know, think about that. Uh, and, and and it's like it's like a medicine to others too. You know, have have mercy, humble ourselves. Uh, but 
A broken spirit drieth the bones. It confuses them. There's chaos. It dries them up. So he words it a different way here in this 17th uh, verse uh, of chapter of, of, of Proverbs. Uh, now, I don't think I'll go, go, go here, but I'll mention 1 John 3 and 9. Uh, and however that's worded there, there is, there is a part of us that does not commit sin. And, and I believe the wording is does not continue in sin. And it talks about that seed there. That's not a seed like you plant that grows and all. That's a change right there. There's a change made. So as we're battling these burdens and afflictions in our spirit, uh, there has been a change and Jesus Christ, through the Holy Ghost, now dwells within us. We have that. So you look at the state. If you start thinking about all of those things, and that the burden, Romans 8, 14, 15, 16, the verses there, uh, that, and, and he, he hasn't given us the spirit of fear, bondage, and so forth, and uh, that he had a, but of, of adoption, whereby me, we may cry, Abba, Father, that closeness there. We've been given that. If we start going down that list instead of our list of burdens and troubles, and pretty soon we're going to say, well, this isn't so bad after all. The, 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 that pity and stuff, that feeling will go away. He'll bless you in that. Acknowledge God in that. Uh, and then uh, Romans 8 and uh, is it 35 right in there? And, and it goes across a couple of different verses, but... Uh, who can separate us from the love of God? Uh, and he lists out the, everything that cannot, which that list is everything. You can, I can put, I think, well, what about this? And you look, and like, yeah, it kind of goes in there. Uh, nothing can. If your spirit is wounded, if it's wounded, broken, right on the verge of it, even right now, then you're, you're not going to be separated from God. No, that is secure. You remember that. And then give God the glory. And pretty soon those will be, pretty soon you will be casting your, all your cares upon Him, for He careth for you. May God bless and keep you, is my prayer.